Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 15th, 2017. I hope everyone had a very happy Mother's Day. If you didn't do something for your mom, shame on you. Uh, or if you didn't do something for your wife, who is also a mother, also shame on you. And if you're tired of being shamed, shame on you too. This is Philip Rosmerich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. It is a big week for the Orlando Magic, and we're going to have it all completely covered here on Locked on Magic as it is officially NBA Draft Lottery Week. Yes, the conference finals are going on, but who cares about those? It's just the NBA championship. This is Lottery Central, and of course, Orlando Magic Daily is going to once again host a Google Hangout, a live Google Hangout for the NBA Draft Lottery. Think of it kind of like the sidecast. We'll have a complete preview. We'll have kind of a discussion, a podcast discussion, live discussion um, before the before the actual lottery show takes place, uh, and uh, uh, and so that'll kick off at around eight. I've got some guests lined up from the Orlando Magic Daily staff as well as Orlando Pinstripe Post. We're going to talk all things Magic, talk a little bit about the draft, and then of course watch and react to the NBA Draft Lottery live at eight thirty on ESPN. So watch the NBA Draft Lottery on ESPN. Have the Google Hangout up on your on your second screens. I know we all do second screens. It's all good. And that'll be Wednesday's episode of Locked on Magic as well. So be sure to check that out on Wednesday night as we do a live Google Hangout of the NBA Draft Lottery. I'll have more details on that as well as the link on Tuesday night. But be on the lookout for that. That is set in stone, 8 o'clock Tuesday night the live NBA Draft Lottery Google Hangout. We've got some draft news to get to here on today's episode. I'll I'll kind of wrap up the Combine, talk a little bit about uh, what the final takeaways were from the Combine, and then we'll dive into a little bit about development and continuities, two two issues that are going to be absolutely critical for the Magic the rest of the way, or at least as the team moves into the offseason, begins studying what they're going to do in the offseason. But let's start with the news the Orlando Magic, of course, finishing up at the NBA Draft Combine in Chicago on Friday. Magic sent a large contingent up there. Matt Lloyd, Frank Vogel leading the way. Chad Forcier was there, uh, as were uh, some of the other Magic scouts and, and, and player personnel in charge of the draft. Um, you know, not a lot of the big players were there, of course. Uh, Markel Fultz and Darren Fox were the only two players in the top 10 that bothered to show up in Chicago. They were just there for interviews. The Magic didn't get their chance to interview, interview Fultz. At the NBA Draft Combine, he only took eight interviews. Uh, Magic were not one of them. Uh, not clear who, whose decision that was. The Magic wanted to interview him, but that could all be moot by Tuesday if if the Magic don't win the lottery. So not the end of the world there. The Magic did meet with the Aaron Fox, so the Magic did get a chance to meet with what many people claim to be the third best point guard in the draft behind Fultz and, and Lonzo Ball. Um, potential pick where the Magic are picking at five. Uh, and so a uh, a big meeting there. Again, this is just kind of an informal thirty minute meeting. It's not uh, the it's not a huge deal, but it is good that the Magic 
got some uh, got some FaceTime with him. In addition to that, the Magic interviewed a lot of other prospects that you may know. Both Justin Jackson's the one from Maryland, who's probably likely to head back to Maryland, and Justin Jackson from North Carolina. Jawan Evans from Oklahoma State, who many people believe the Magic may take with that 25th pick. They also got to talk to Jonathan Motley, a Baylor, a, a, another big guy um, that could that could fall at 25, uh, as well as TJ Leaf uh, and, and several other prospects. And all they interviewed 18 players. It's not just about that first pick that the Magic have um, at five or even 25. It's also about 35 and possibly even 33 if the Lakers end up in the top three in the NBA draft lottery. So it, it, it was certainly a productive trip. Matt Lloyd uh, told the Orlando Sentinel that it was a very good trip for for him and his group. Uh, he's obviously kind of new to that side. Um, been being an assistant GM, he didn't always make the trip up to Chicago or at least sit in on the interviews. Um, he seems to be running a much uh, kind of freer, upbeat ship than uh, than uh, than Rob Hennigan did in many ways. I'll explain that in a little bit. But Lloyd did tell the Orlando Sentinel, "quote Our staff has been unbelievable. They have this thing on lockdown in terms of all the evaluations and the interview interview prep that we did, and that's really helped with having the coaches here too. So they get an opportunity to lay eyes on guys that maybe we hadn't had interest in." Now they can put a name to a face and a game to a face. I think overall, we, we've we accomplished quite a bit. And that's good. For where the Magic are at in the process, it's still very early in the draft process. Or not very early in the draft process, but um, in, in that article from Josh Robbins uh, of the Orlando Sentinel on Sunday, uh, Matt Lloyd said it's, it's kind of like a marathon. And I would say we're maybe two-thirds of the way through that marathon. The, the, there's a long way to go still. Got the NBA draft lottery on Tuesday, which of course is a big place to start. Um, that that the team needs to uh, get through that to figure out exactly where they're drafting in, in in the first pick. By the by the way, um, but that's kind of the first step that they need to get to. Then come the individual workouts. They're going to bring prospects to Orlando, individual and group workouts. Actually, they're going to bring people to Orlando. Get a much deeper face to face, more than the thirty minutes they get at the NBA draft combine as well as kind of put them through their paces and really test them with their coaching. That's another issue. That's another thing that, that, that teams like to look at in these individual workouts is how do you react to coaching? If, you know, Frank Vogel or Corliss Williamson or, you know, David Edelman or Chad Forcier say, hey, try it this way or no, you're not doing this right. Try it, you know, try it again or think of it, think of things this way. How do you react to that? You know, do you, do you, you know, flip flip off on the coach. Do you keep doing? The, do you keep making the same mistakes? That's something else they're studying in these workouts too. And of course, Monday will be the first individual workout. And this is what I'm talking about. Where you know maybe Lloyd is running a, a not a looser ship. I don't think that's the right word, but um, <coughs> excuse me, still coming, still overcoming that cough there. Um, but oh, but uh, running a little bit of a freer ship than than Rob Hennigan did. Um, Rob Hennigan never told anyone who was coming in and when, but the Magic, um, it did leak out um, that the Magic will bring in Dennis Smith Jr. of NC State. Um, by the time you're probably listening to this, the workout will be underway. Um, the Magic will bring in Dennis Smith Jr. of NC State to the Amway Center on Monday for their first individual workout of this draft season, or at least the first one that we know about. Um, Dennis Smith Jr., if you don't know, potential top 10, probably a top 10 pick, potential top 5 pick, Great score out of NC State. Average about 16 points per game, six, seven assists per game. Um, really skilled score. Uh, people kind of say he's 
<coughs> kind of a point guard, shooting guard type. He's definitely a scorer more than a passer, but definitely more than capable of doing that. Uh, he's really still he's really ex- he's really an explosive player. He can get to the basket really well and finish through traffic. Very very good basketball player. This is a guy that you would target at five, and it would be no issue. Um, it, it really is no issue that. That uh, that 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 would be the direction that, that that would be the direction the Magic go. I mean, I think some people believe there's more talented players. I have Smith pretty high on my list. Um, I I have him pretty neck and neck with the Aaron Fox. Actually, I know a lot of people don't have it that way. Um, but I think Smith's shooting and scoring ability are really top notch. He's not the greatest three point shooter, but you put the ball in his hands, he's going to deliver. It seems like um, at at this level, uh, it is worth noting that he he tore his ACL. His junior year of high school, he missed all his senior year, so he's still working to get a lot of his explosiveness and athleticism back. The fact that he scored 16 points per game as a freshman in college a year after tearing his ACL and his first year back from an ACL injury is pretty telling. He's only going to get stronger and get better, especially as he gets into an NBA weight training program and they begin to, to analyze his his uh, his injury. I, I think that that is also something that's going to be uh, what something the Magic look at in this interview is ask him about that injury history, kind of get their look at that knee. I mean, obviously he played really, really well at NC State individually. The other question, of course, with Dennis Smith is his team was not good last year, four and fourteen in the ACC. I think they finished fifteen and seventeen overall. Not a good basketball team at NC State. There were a lot of problems. It's it's the kind of problems that you lay at the feet of the point guard. But you have to ask, why are you giving so much leadership responsibility to a freshman? And, and Smith's going to have to an- answer these questions about what happened, why wasn't there success. But Markel Fultz is a- answering those questions too. Just really young teams struggle to win sometimes. They, they, the talent does not always come together. It's not always as easy as it is in Kentucky. So <coughs> definitely some questions going around, but Magic are going to start bringing in individual prospects. Doesn't mean the Magic are picking Dennis Smith first or that they think he's at the top of their list. Just how it's scheduled out. They're going to be bringing in prospects like this throughout the next couple weeks. It's going to be a big, big deal for the team to be able to talk to these guys individually, one-on-one, for a lengthy stretch of time. It would not surprise me if the Magic had Dennis Smith out to to dinner for a more formal job interview type setting or, or, or more like kind of get to know you type setting on Sunday night or if they're going to do that Monday night even. Um, you know, I've been on job interviews where they take you out to dinner and that's part of the job interview. And it's, you know, just kind of trying to relax you a little bit, get to know you as an individual. And that's that's absolutely key part of these interview processes that the teams are doing right now. So draft preparations are well underway. Yes, the team is still looking for a permanent president of basketball operations. That search continues. There's no update on that. Right now, interim general manager Matt Lloyd is leading the charge and getting the team ready, uh, collecting as much information as he can. He's He and Frank Vogel are going to be absolutely key in this draft process as they begin to build the Magic back up. And it starts June 22nd with that NBA draft. We'll know where the Magic are picking after Tuesday. So draft process well underway. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. 
Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And it is worth noting at this point that there is a bit of unsettledness about this Magic team right now. Because after all, we're still waiting for a president of basketball operations. We're still waiting for that final decision maker to come into play, to come into in, into the organization and set the tone for the team. It's really shockingly unfair, actually, that many times for a new GM or a new president of basketball operations, their most important decision is one of their first. And no doubt, this draft pick, the Magic picking at five, is one of the most important decisions the new GM is going to make. And, I, and, and I'll get into a little bit of that. Um, and I'll actually talk about that now because there is a lot writing on this draft. It's not to say the Magic absolutely need to find a star or they absolutely need to win the lottery. They, they can't control those things. And, and I think certainly there, there is a current and, and certainly a fair argument to be made that the last regime relied too much on stuff they could not control and did not try and create opportunities for themselves. You have to do what you can do and work with what you can work with, obviously. But let's kind of pare things back a little bit. The Orlando Magic are obviously looking for a star player. This is a league based on talent. Talent wins in the NBA. You want to know who the best players in league history are? You want to know who the best players in the league today are? The, the best players in league history are the ones with the championships. The the joke. I mean, everyone remembers the joke from Step Brothers, or not Step Brothers, from uh, Role Models. Michael Jordan has six rings. It's the only argument you need. Bill Russell has eleven, so Michael Jordan needs to sit down. But besides the point, when we talk about the pantheon of the great players of NBA history. They're the guys that have won all the titles. Russell, Magic, Bird, Jordan, Wilt. Wilt's got one. Shaq. Wilt's got more than one, but Wilt, Shaq, Kobe, Duncan. The players that define eras are the ones that have won championships. You look at the best players in the league today. They're the ones playing right now. Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, John Wall, Isaiah Thomas. And yeah, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are in that conversation, but a lot of the arguments against their MVP candidacy are their teams did not win enough despite their stellar individual seasons. Winning matters, and to win, you need talent. And so when we sit here trying to figure out how the Magic are going to improve themselves, how the Magic are going to get better, the first step is to say they need better players. They had three top five picks, but could not get an all-star. And that's, again, not necessarily their fault. The draft is a crapshoot. No one saw Devin Booker becoming what he's become. Don't don't joke. Don't kid yourself. This guy was coming off the bench at Kentucky. 
No one saw Rudy Gobert developing into the defensive behemoth he's become. He was too raw at draft time. Same thing with Giannis Antetokounmpo. C.J. McCollum was coming off... C.J. McCollum isn't even one of the best players in the league. But he was, But if you want to argue he's an all-star better than Victor Oladipo, he's coming off a, knee, off a leg injury and was coming from a small school. Nobody knew what he was going to be. And, and so there's a bit of managing risk. And if you swing for the fences too much, you don't hit home runs. You strike out. So... Magic hit some singles and hit some hits, you know, did okay. Not great, did okay. They needed to do better. They needed to get better talent. There wasn't maybe better talent available to them. This year's draft has been touted as one of the best drafts since that vaunted 2003 class. I'm not willing to go that far. It is a good class. There are some very good players in this draft, especially at the top. Mark, I feel if the Magic fall to seven in the draft lottery, I still feel comfortable they will get a quality player who can contribute this season. There aren't projects, there aren't, you know, at the top of the draft at least, there aren't many projects that could take to some time. There are guys who have a skill that they can contribute now. That wasn't always the case for the Magic in the last few years. There's nothing you can do to control that, though. But to be great, to compete for championships, you absolutely need the best players. To just make the playoffs, you need good players. And you need good players that come together to make a team, of course. And maybe that was the flaw in the way the Magic were building. And so this is all to say... The point of of bringing all this up is all to say that, yes, the Magic need better players. And the first place to start building that back up is with this draft. Is with finding not just a good player, but finding the right player to begin building around a little bit more. Or to complement and boost the players on this roster. That's why... Despite Alfred Payton having that crazy end of the season and all the triple-doubles and stuff, the Magic are looking at a point guard. They're looking at a point guard that's very similar to him and to Aaron Fox. Because they feel like he... Because many people feel he could be not just an improvement over him, but compares favorably to John Wall. I'm not going that far either. But certainly Aaron Fox feels like what we want Alfred Payton to be. You go look at other players on in this draft class. They have flaws, for sure. They're rookies. It's still a crapshoot. You don't know what these players will become. But you know they are very talented and that they can be very good. And so, it's not necessary that the Magic get that superstar. It's not necessary that they win the lottery and get Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball, although that would help. They need to make sure they get the right guy this time that can develop into that star player. Because right now, arguably Aaron Gordon's the only one that can, and he's in year four. And it's getting to be time to say, this is what he is. 
And maybe that's unfair to him, but that's reality in this league. Things turn over quickly. And so we sit here today, readying for this NBA draft lottery, and as always, hoping beyond hope that luck goes their way. Because this team needs stability. They've had so much instability for the last five years. Really, the last four years, three years. They've had so much instability. It's time for them to find stability again. They've got it at the coach, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But this draft lottery gives them the potential to find stability on the roster. To say, this is the player we're building around. This is the player that we can build not just a championship team. Because maybe it's unfair to ask a rookie to be the center of a championship team unless it is a locked pro, you know, locked product like LeBron was. It's more, and honestly, I think thinking about winning a championship right now is just so far-fetched. Let's, you got to go through each step in the process. You have your eye on the championship. You don't forget that goal. But you got to get through each step in the process first. And so the Magic need a player that's going to get them to the playoffs, make them a playoff team again, with the potential to continue to do more. And that's what this draft provides. That's what Tuesday is all about is building up that hope once again. Because if you have that franchise player, Magic fans know it better than anyone. When you have that franchise player in place, you always have hope. And that's what this draft is about. Like I said too, Stability is going to come for this team in another form as well. The front office is in a state of flux right now. Uh, right now, Matt Lloyd is running the draft process as the interim general manager. Um, there's certainly some rumblings that everyone is expecting him to become the full-time general manager, so there could be some stability there uh, with with Lloyd running at least the day-to-day operations. Whether, whether or not, I mean, again, I, I think there are some optics issues keeping a member of Rob Hennigan's staff, but Matt Lloyd is extremely well thought of around the league. He is ready for the lead chair. It's just about someone giving him the opportunity. He is ready for this, and I think, no doubt in my mind, he is doing a good job preparing this team for the draft. Very detail-oriented, very much getting you know getting this team set for June 22nd, no matter who's in charge. Even if, even if Lloyd is dismissed before June 22nd, I have no doubt that the information that he has provided the president of basketball operations as well as the way he's included Frank Vogel in these conversations will help the Magic tremendously. But when it comes to stability, I think it's also going to be very important that we point out the stability that having Frank Vogel for two years in a row is going to have. I've hinted at this a few times in the last few weeks, but... I believe, and I think Vogel believes this too, having some coaching continuity is going to help this team. Think of it this way. 
the Magic have had four coaches in three years. They went from Jacques Vaughn to James Borrego in one year. They hired Scott Skiles. He was there for a year. And then Frank Vogel became coach. They went from 25 to 35 wins after the first coaching change, which is expected. I think I think that was a, a development move. But with Scott Skiles gone and the team suddenly trying to push all in, they struggled. It, it, it's easy to think, oh, it's everything's so similar. These players can pick things up quickly. When it comes to defensive schemes and offensive styles and, and all that stuff. But these are humans too. And when you have to spend your practice time early in, the, in training camp teaching a new system from the ground up, teaching everybody, that takes time away from fine-tuning things, especially when a coach is unfamiliar with his players. There isn't the situation where, you know, Serge Ibaka is working out in the gym and Nikola Vucevic happens to be there and Vuce can say, hey, when we're running this defense or when they're playing pickup, when we're running this defensive set, this is what coach is going to ask you to do. There's there's learning like that happening too. And so for the first time in, in three years, the Magic are going to have that advantage. And it's, it sounds simple. It sounds so, uh, so like, it's, it's simple. But it's big. It's the kind of stuff you take for granted when you have the same coach every year. And the teams that haven't had the same coach for every year, I mean, you look at Minnesota, you look at Sacramento, they, have, they struggle with this because they have to learn new things at the beginning of training camp. Next, I mean... I will say this. I don't think the Magic should do this, but if the Magic came to training camp next year with the same roster they finished the season with and Frank Vogel still is their head coach, I am certain they would win more than 29 games next year. I'm certain that they would look better than they did to end the season and play better than they did to end the season because of that continuity. Frank Vogel now knows kind of the system he wants to run. The players that he needs to to uh, needs to to, to 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 bring in to supplement the roster he has, he knows his players now, and that's something he said to Josh Robinson, the Orlando Sentinel at the draft combine. He has a better feel for the team now. It's one thing to watch players on tape. It's one thing to say, "Oh, this is what this guy can do." It's another to actually coach them and be kind of in the trenches with them. And understand and, and understand them as players again. Now he knows what they're trying to do, what they're looking for, where their spots are, what skills complement them. And now, especially since he's kind of helping out with the with a lot of the scouting and general managing for for the summer and which players they need to go after, and it's going to be a big part of that because he's continuity. No matter who the Magic hires, President of Basketball Operations, he's going to have his own ideas. He's going to, I, I would bet he's going to lean on Vogel's opinion heavily to say, what do you think we need? How, would, how do these players interact with each other? If I make this move, what will the locker room be like? Vogel knows those answers now. He didn't know those answers last year. You would hope Hennigan would, but 
Vogel certainly did not. Vogel did not have kind of the expertise behind him to help me help with this input to make these decisions. And not only that, the players now know what Vogel expects of them. They now know what Vogel is going to ask of them, where they need to be on the floor, what they need to work on in the summer to be the player that Vogel and the Magic need them to be. That's a huge advantage for the players, and several players said this. We don't have to prove ourselves to a new coach anymore. The coach knows who we are as players and as individuals. The relationship is there already, and now you're just building upon it. And so, again, I think without a doubt, the coaching stability piece is a huge kind of unspoken piece of the Magic's rebuild this summer. It's going. It's probably one of the more important pieces for the team because of some of their cap limitations. It's going to be difficult to add a lot of new players. And so having the same coach who understands everything about this team is going to be a tremendous help. Stability, like in all things, people count on stability. You know, I say this, and it's a different kind of stability, but I say this all the time. Difference between a good team and a bad team is being able is, is among other things, being able to be the same every single night, regardless of what the situation is. Because the Magic beat the Spurs one night. But being able to do it the next night is the trick. That's how you build winning streaks. That's how you become a good team. And so having the same coach is going to help kind of set that culture, set the expectations, and help the team get to a new level, I think. It's going to improve the team without adding anyone to the roster. And that stability is going to help the team, undoubtedly. We'll, of course, see just how much it helps once the season begins. All right, we had a weekend here, and we're almost to the NBA draft lottery, but it's time once again for our daily hashtag one lottery per day. We are officially one day from the NBA draft lottery. So let's simulate draft lotteries for Saturday, Sunday, and then, of course, today on Monday. Our first simulation for Saturday... It's chalk. First time we've gotten chalk since I started doing this. Uh, so chalk for the day here as uh, not a, I guess not I guess that's okay. Would you be okay with chalk? Would, would people be okay with chalk? I don't know. I don't know if people would be okay with chalk, but that's what we got today. So let's sim the lottery once again for Sunday. Mother's Day edition here. Mother's Day is good to the Magic as Orlando wins the lottery for the fifth time. Lakers fall to fourth, so the Magic get that pick as well. So a good day there. Five times winning the lottery. Let's reset today's hashtag one lottery per day. Remember, you can send us your one lottery per day. Simulate it just once on Twitter at LockedOnMagic as well as at Daily before my voice goes out and I have to cough again. Today, the Lakers win the lottery the Magic land the fifth pick, and now the odds are ever in the Magic's favor. Seven times 
at, as the fifth pick, leads the way once again uh, as, uh, again, the Magic don't win the lottery this time. We'll have two more of these. We'll do one on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, and then I'll run one right before the lottery as we get ready for the NBA Draft Lottery. We're officially one day away on Tuesday, May 16th. So we're almost there to the NBA Draft Lottery. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend, a fantastic Mother's Day. Uh, And, of course, we'll see you all again tomorrow on Locked on Magic. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Locked on Magic, as well as on Facebook, at Locked on Magic. You can follow me on Twitter, at Daily, as well as like us on Facebook, at Orlando Magic Daily. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, follow us at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We should have some content for you. Um, after Dennis Smith's workout. So be on the lookout for that as the Magic are beginning. Draft workouts at the Amway Center. Very excited to see uh, and hear from the various draft prospects that will be making their way into Orlando in the coming months. The draft, of course, is June 22nd, so still a long way away. Don't need to overreact to things quite yet. But for now, I'll see you all again tomorrow. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.